Welcome to 2020. A new decade starts, which means a whole new decade of running goals and plans to be had. I hope everyone had a great uh, finish to 2019. I know I was excited to hit a thousand miles for the year. I'd be excited to hear uh, what running goals you guys accomplished. So drop me a DM on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at creamcitypacers.com and let us know how 2019 went and what you plan on doing in 2020. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Gooder Sunglasses. Our friend Jake Janusa uh, is a local Milwaukee native who works at Gooder, and he sent us a few sunglasses, and they're, I have them in front of me, and they look pretty awesome. So what I'm going to do is work on setting up a giveaway uh, this month for you guys to score some of these sunglasses, and hopefully we can do more of these in the future. So thank you, Gooder. You guys are awesome. Also, I'm really excited for 2020. We have some awesome guests already lined up, and we are going to continue to deliver you guys more of these great episodes, interviewing some awesome people in our community. Uh, as well, we have our blog, and on top of that, we're going to start delivering the weekly rundown, which every Friday, we're going to do a 5 to 15 minute episode. We're going to kind of test it out to see what works. Basically, we're just going to recap what's going on in Milwaukee that week, what's to come, what races, what people are doing. Doing. Um, hopefully I'll ask you guys some questions and you guys get your feedback and we can incorporate you guys into the show a little bit more. So I'm pretty excited for that. Hopefully it'll be an evolving kind of show, see what works, what doesn't. So please participate and let me know because I want to deliver the best content for you guys. Um, now onto this show. Today I am delivering you guys my interview with Tim Sigelski from Podfest MKE. Back in November, I had the opportunity to host uh, PodFest Milwaukee with some of my great co-workers and some of our great friends at Bridge of the City. It was, uh, it was a full-day event where we talked about podcast education for the front half, basically how you can start a podcast. And then the second half, we highlighted local podcasts. And um, we had the opportunity to sit down with Tim Sigelski, aka The Beer Runner, to talk about his journey into running and basically how he started this persona, The Beer Runner. It's a really cool story. It was only a 20-minute episode, but I hope you guys get a lot out of it. Tim's a great guy. He's been in Milwaukee since he went to college at Marquette. He's doing a lot of great things at Marquette for running, and he does a lot of writing. So he just released a book, too. So go check that out. It's called A Timeless Approach to Discovery. You can find that on Amazon. And uh, yeah, check him out. You can follow him on all his social media channels as well, at The Beer Runner. But before we dive dive into today's show, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. Mimosa has been voted the best brunch spot in Milwaukee, and they just opened up their second location in Brookfield. I've been there a few times. It's an awesome atmosphere, and they have some great new menu items. I can't wait for you guys to get out there and check it out. They're located on uh, Regency Court, which is right across from Cops on Blue Mound out in Brookfield, which is between the Corners and Brookfield Square Mall. So get out there, check it out. Go visit their website for details at mimosabreakfast.com. Now, without further ado, on to the show.
Thank you for coming. We had a blast, and we're super excited to do these uh, rapid-fire episodes. So I'm Alex Mayen. I'm the host and co-creator of the Cream City Pacers. Apostoli over here is the other co-creator. Um, Cream City Pacers is Milwaukee's running theme podcast. Our mission is to connect the running community by interviewing the Pacers of our town, introducing Pacer. Um, we bring out the inspirational running stories and really just try to connect all the different people who are running in Milwaukee, whether you're by yourself, in a group, if you do it for fun or you do it professionally. So it's been a fun journey. We kicked it off earlier this year, and uh, this will be episode number 13. So, all right, let's get into it. Now I'll sit down. All right, before we go, show of hands, how many people are runners here? All right, a few. I figured that. Well, I hope everyone else, I hope this inspires you to get out there and start running. Um, today, I have the honor of having Tim Sigelski on the show. Tim is the director of Integra Integrated Content and Social Media at Marquette University. As well, he is a professor at Marquette. Tim is an active blogger and writer, and he just released his latest book, The Creative Journey, A Timeless Approach to Discovery. I highly recommend it. He is the host of his very own podcast, and most importantly, he is an avid runner, but not just any runner. Tim is known as the beer runner. I feel like we need a cheers now. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Boom. Thanks for having me. Cheers. We've got to turn the mic on. <laughs> Thanks for coming to PodFest. Um, so usually our shows are about an hour. These are going to be 20 minutes. So... Let's just kick off. You started running very early in middle school and high school. Tell us the moment when you knew running was kind of your thing. Yeah, so I wasn't a runner. I considered myself, you know, a, a basketball player. I dabbled in sports, and I was very average, still average. Uh, but in seventh grade, our gym teacher was this super tough guy who always he made us run a half mile at the beginning of every gym class twice a week. I was in seventh grade. We ran with the eighth graders. I was mid-pack, end of the pack, not super competitive. Uh, and then I started playing open gym basketball every night, and I stumbled upon this thing called tra training, and I got better. And, training. Um, training. <laughs> Keyword. And um, one day I beat everyone in our class and all the eighth graders, and I thought it was just this like miracle fluke that, would, that, uh, that fell from the heavens. And I continued um, to get better after that, kept training and realizing if you apply yourself, if you train, running can actually be fun. It's not just a punishment. And uh, from that day on, kind of kept trying to pursue that feeling and find this feeling of kind of breaking your limits and exceeding what you thought was possible. So you ran in middle school and high school, and then you actually came to Milwaukee, and you went to school here. Mm -hmm. So kind of talk about the transition from high school. You went to Beaver Dam, a very small town Shout just north to of here. Golden Beavers. Golden Beaver Beavers. <laughs> So what was it like moving, you know, running competitively in high school to coming to college and kind of transitioning your running here? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in, in high school, um, running was a big part of my life. I was competitive. I was not great. I was, you know, average, maybe slightly above average. Um, and get, coming to college, you know, D1 school, I, I didn't run competitively, but I had some friends on the cross-country team. They pushed me. I ran with them. And it was kind of this nice mix of, of not having to run because there's a meet on your schedule and that your coach is telling you to run. And that's when I discovered, oh, I actually do like running. I like following training plans. I like training, I get, like getting better. And so college was really kind of the transition point from 
running as this like hobby you had growing up and as an adolescent into maybe this is a lifelong sport. Maybe this is something I can keep doing and pursue after college. And here I am years later still pursuing it and trying to still years later i know i had this for later in the episode but you are at you've pr'd in multiple distances this year so you've been at peak performance which is pretty cool so let's hold off on that anyways so you transitioned in college you started running guys were pushing you and you became the beer runner how did the beer runner persona start yeah so maybe 12 13 years ago now um so i I got my degree in journalism from Marquette, and I worked full-time for a newspaper, and I did freelancing, and this magazine at the time, as craft beer was really booming, uh, this magazine called uh, Draft Magazine contacted me and said, can you write a travel article about Milwaukee? And I did, and then I kept writing about beer, and I wrote about like things like the hops shortage of years ago and just beer topics, and then they came to me, and this is when, this kind of dates me, but the blogs were booming, like blogs became a big thing, and they're like, you should get in, can we start a blog on our website? <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I have a blog on, you know, blogspot.com. Um, and they're like, what do you want to write about? Like, what's your niche in beer? And I'm like, well, hear me out. Beer and running. <laughs> like, and at the time, that was unheard of. You know, now we have Michelob Ultra sponsors, beer runners, and that sort of thing. But at the time, people thought that that wasn't this combination of either you're a beer drinker or you're a runner and you're healthy or you're a beer drinker and you're unhealthy. And I, and I said, you can actually reward yourself after a hard workout, after a, a PR, um, and there are people who do this. So my editor said, all right, we'll give it a try, see how it goes, and I did that for 10 years for Draft Magazine, wrote a column called The Beer Runner, wrote in their magazine, wrote a blog on their website, and I still do that on my own. I still have the social media channels. It's now kind of a side project, freelance sort of stuff, but um, still write about beer and running. So when you started doing that, was it did it kind of pop off right away because it was very new and unique, or did it take kind of time to build that? I was shocked how fast it grew, and it really took off when I built this persona around the beer runner. Um, At first, I was just sharing it on my own social media channels, on my own Facebook page, and that sort of thing. And my last name's Sigelski, and it's it's long and it's not catchy. And then when I just created a separate account called the beer runner, that's when it blew up, and it started, I started, uh, Runner's World featured it, um, Women's Health featured it, uh, you know, and, and then the, the idea of beer and running really blew up too, like the beer mile blew up, and that helped it, and suddenly I had 13,000 followers on Twitter, and I was like, this is a thing, people <laughs> all over, like, like me, think that beer and running go together. Um, so kind of branding it with its own persona, not me, I still, still to this day consider the beer runner almost its own separate persona. It's not entirely me, but it's part of me, and that's what helped kind of grow it. Maybe we need a beer runner persona next to you if we yeah, can have another right. person. So that's really cool. So when you were, you know, you're starting to write, you're starting to post, you're getting 13,000 followers on Twitter. How did you go about, like, continuing to build this? And part of this um, festival is storytelling. So where does kind of, you know, it's a separate entity of Tim. So where's their, like, major creative thought and, like, okay, I need to go run and I need to write this content? Or was it just, like, beer and running were so part of your life, it was just kind of who you were? Yeah. So I think a big thing is not making it all about me and making it about the community of beer runners. And at the time, beer running clubs were popping up everywhere. Every brewery, or a lot of breweries were starting them, shoe companies were starting them, or shoe stores. And so I featured them. I featured towns, beer runner cities, and that's what really took off is people then were sharing those stories because they had 
huge pride in it. Uh, Mickler is a you know huge international brewing company that has running clubs globally. So sh writing about them and featuring their story helped share my content. And I still do that to this day. Um, I have a draft right now in my folder, 20 beer and running clubs for 2020. The sequel to last year's 19 beer and running clubs for 2019. So the content kind of like, you know, um, takes care of itself when you tell other people's stories, not just your own. Yeah, Which is exactly what you're doing with Cream City. And that's a, that's a great lesson, and that makes a good podcast when you feature, as a host, you talk about the guests and not necessarily yourself. Um, so I won't talk too much about myself then. Um, but that's what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's amazing to hear like, the stories of Milwaukee runners, people that you kind of know because you see them at races, but you don't know their whole backstory. And that's the cool thing about Cream City Pacers is like you learn so much more and so much of me backstories and how personal it is to people. Yeah, I mean, running is such an individual thing. You do it by yourself, even in a race. There's no team effort. It's just you and everyone else out there. And being able to hear all these stories about people being ultra-marathon runners, uh, we just interviewed a Annie Wise who ran the Ice Age Trail, which was 1,200 miles in 22 days. So people wow. in our town are doing absolutely incredible things in running, and it's super cool to get to hear about them. You are the coolest persona being the beer runner. So that, well, shout out to that right there. But yeah, yeah the, other, the other thing is jump on those handles quickly <laughs> before they get taken. <laughs> I took the beer runner before anyone else in like 2009 or so, so do that. Well, that goes back, I mean, you were blogging before, well, blogging was just starting, and building that persona has helped you definitely along the way. And you've had some cool things like being able to write for Draft Magazine. I know you had a beer and running streak, so I believe what it was is you ran a mile a day and you drank at least one beer. All right, so talk, and that lasted for three years. Yep. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I like gimmicks, I like shticks, and they play well in social media. So for my last year, my 20s, I just asked on Facebook for the beer runner Facebook, like, what should I do? And someone said, a beer in a mile every day. I'm like, all right, sounds fine. <laughs> Didn't know what I'm getting myself into. And I did that start to start with a year, but well into that year, I mean, the, the hardest part was like a, the first 30 days, and then you get into routine. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm keep this going and see how long I can go. And the answer was three years. Like, then I was done. Then I was like, all right, that's, that's a lot of running. I needed an off day. Um, had two kids in there, too, and that, like, also takes up a lot of your time and energy. Um, and then I, a couple years later, I tried it again to see, like, could, could I still do this and do I want to still do this? And so I did almost a whole other year, then I got sick and, and ended right before a year. But it also, like, confirmed for me. I don't need to do a streak anymore, but it was fun while it lasted for three years. Wow, that's impressive. And then you did another year on top of it. I mean, getting it, we live in Wisconsin. The weather is so unpredictable season to season. So getting out and doing that, that's commitment to your athleticism, but also to, uh, for drinking a beer at least every day. Yeah, the, the hardest part was um, there was that like severe flu season one year. Um, I forget what it was called. It, was, it wasn't the flu, but something like that. Um, the cold you can dress up for and get out, but... When I was like deathly ill with and throwing up in the bed, and I was like, I gotta get up and drink a beer and run a mile. And my wife was like, That's dumb. And I was like, But it's my thing. So I did it, and then I went back to bed. It was awful. You Don't recommend did it. it. That. So the question is, what was harder, that or the beer mile? Oh God. Um, I mean, so like the the streak. The, the big thing is like habits and like a routine really, really help. So like when you get into this kind of have this flywheel effect, it's not that hard, except for when you're sick. 
Um, the, the beer mile, and I think most people maybe know what that is or somewhat familiar. Well, let's start. Who, he, who, who here knows what a beer mile is? All right, very few people. people. Who's run a beer mile here? Same amount of people. Okay. Tim, do you want to give the explanation of what a beer mile is? <laughs> sure. So it's uh, four laps and four beers for one mile. You drink a beer every lap, and then if you throw up, you have to have a penalty lap, one extra lap. So I've done that seven or eight times. I've actually been to the World Beer Mile Championships in San Francisco to cover it for Draft Magazine. I've seen the elites do it. Um, I've seen people do it under five minutes, which is insane. I mean, the record's um, like 420, I believe. Somewhere around there, yeah. So it's, think about drinking four beers and running a mile in four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. That's, so, so if you have two talents at chugging beer and running, you should take up the beer mile. But yeah. Tim holds the Milwaukee beer mile record. So let's hear a round of applause for that. Thank you. Uh, a really cool running group in town, the Milwaukee Running Group, uh, hosts the annual beer mile every year down at the rugby field uh, on the lakefront, and it's usually the second weekend in August. And Tim, a few years ago, set the record. Yeah, it was like 623 or something like that. So let's talk about what's the hardest lap of a beer mile? Would you say it's like the first one, because you got to chug it and then run and your body's not used to it? Or is it like that third lap where you drink that final beer and go for your final run? Yeah, third, third, third lap in any race, and it's almost like mile 24. Um, you know, it's that mentality of, you're almost done, you're tired, but you're not there yet, and you have to still do something hard before you finish. Um, third lap of the beer mile is unique because your stomach is completely full and engorged with carbonated alcohol water. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, and then, you know, so it's, it's mostly just keeping it in your stomach, not throwing up, and then when you're done, you feel this euphoria mixed with just sickness <laughs> like it's a weird you, you, weird feeling i've done it a few times and when you cross the finish line you're like whoa i did it and then like two minutes later you're like whoa i'm really wasted right now <laughs> it's like runner's high mixed with runner's drunkenness. yeah it's crazy uh but it's a, it's a lot of fun so running you are a creative you like i said you're an active blogger you've written for many years for draft magazine you've written a couple books you could teach a couple classes on it so how do you take creativity and, like, how does it mix with running? Like, when you go out and run, a lot of people kind of clear their mind. Do you use that to clear your mind, or do you use it as, like, a creative hub to really think of new things? Yeah, I think I use it for, for two, well, for lots of reasons. But for create, speaking of creativity, one is just clearing your mind and not thinking about something and not putting your phones in your, in your head and seeing where your thoughts take you and just clear and, and go. Um, the other is to use inspiration to listen to podcasts, listen to Cream City Pacers, listen to audiobooks, and see what that where that will take you. Um, you know, if you have an hour and a half to kill or two hours, sometimes you can catch up on those sort of things. So I, you know, some some people swear by I can't run without music, or I'm not going to spoil my run with music or with that. I don't see why it has to be one or the other. It's just in what kind of mood I'm in. But it does allow kind of those inputs, those creative, um, you know, origins to see where it goes. Then also just to clear my mind, and and sometimes I feel like you do kind of get that runner's high and just see what happens after that. Yeah, it's crazy. Tim, Tim is a marathon runner, so that's 26.2 miles. I've run a few myself. But when you're out there on a r long run and you're training and you're running 18 miles in the summer, you know you'll snap into this weird funk where you're like, well, I just ran 12 miles and I don't think I thought of anything. And all of a sudden you go into this like runner's high and you, 
I come up with the most creative things or your mind just starts going. So it clears you out, but it also brings this like cr total level of creativity. So yeah, you kind of like are, are searching for that moment of Zen, which can be few and far between. But when you get it, it's like, I need to do this again and see if it happens. It's awesome. So you started Beer Runner a while ago. Uh, the Milwaukee craft brewery scene has was really not there when you started. It was kind of small. So seeing that grow over the last 10 years has to be pretty awesome, especially in the last five years. So um, what are some tips? What are your favorite places in town? Yeah, so uh, in a couple years ago, I wrote um, a mark. I work at Marquette, and I write for Marquette Magazine, and we're lucky enough to have some alumni who started some of the um, new craft beers, breweries in town. Some of my favorites, Gathering Place is a smaller place near Shorewood River West and makes phenomenal beer. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Good City, which you can find more places, and obviously right at um, the Bucks Arena, Pfizer Forum. Um, that is one of my favorites. And um, uh, City Lights Brewing, also, I, th I think that maybe that was one of those that, that you was, got for, I don't know. Or Third Space. That was Third Space. Third Space, yeah. Third Space is also a really good one. But, yeah, we're really lucky to have some of the new ones. And, of course, right next door, Milwaukee Brewing Company is doing some amazing things, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see everything that's that's happening here. Um, so I was talking in the beginning how you you have PR'd, so it's a personal record. It means you ran your fastest time. And you've done a few different races this year where you PR'd, I believe, a 5K earlier in the year, mm -hmm. a marathon just a month ago at Lakefront by eight minutes, I believe? Four and a half. Four and a half. Eight sounds better, but four and a half's good. Um, <laughs> How has that been? Like, I mean, this is the oldest you've ever been, and it's the fastest you've ever been. Like, yeah. that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, I just turned 38 not too long ago. Um, and I, you know, starting like five years ago, I'm like, well, I'm not sure how many more PRs have in me. Like, maybe I'll transition to fun runs and see what, you know, I'm, running's always going to be part of my life, but <clears throat> not sure if I can continue down this path. Um, in the last few years, I, you know, I don't know, like right now I'm using the Strava training plan, so shout out to Strava. Not sure if maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, training partners, consistency. Uh, in, the past, in the past year, I lowered my PR again. I ran a 256 a couple years ago. And this past year for Lakefront Marathon, ran a 252. Also didn't hurt that's, that. That's really fast, everybody. <laughs> um, and, you know, we had great weather, beautiful day for it. Um, I went out, you know, not knowing I had the capability to PR, but also just kind of like having this mindset of it's not just about that. It's not why you do it. So go out, enjoy it. I met some amazing, really cool people on the course who I hadn't met before and talked to, um, enjoyed the course and pulled out a pretty, pretty fun PR. So I don't know, I think I maybe still have maybe a few. I'm getting greedy now, but I think I might have a few more left in me, but I was very happy with this year's race for sure. You got it. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Well, we're coming up on our time, so we end every show with our Cream City Pacers rapid-fire questions. We only have a few minutes, so we have to be quick. Uh, what shoes are you running in right now, and would you recommend them? Oh, yeah. The um, Nike Next Percents Ooh, are those are phenomenal. fancy running shoes. They're not, they're not cheap. Um, and I wasn't going to get them, and then... Um, performance running got them in. I'm like, I, all right, I got to do it. So the cool. Nike the next percents are pretty awesome. What's your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? Oakleaf Trail is phenomenal. I've been running that for 20 years now, and it never gets old. Love the Oakleaf Trail. Uh, if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Wow. Dean Carnazes. Ooh, I like I'd like to hear one. some of his stories. He's had some pretty cool adventures. 
So he's a very phenomenal legend in the racing scene. All right, what's your favorite Milwaukee race? That's really hard to choose. I, I, oh, I don't know if I can pick one. I, um, of course, love Lakefront. I've done that, I think, eight times, Lakefront Marathon. Um, love the new course um, uh, for the Milwaukee Marathon. I paced it last year and can't wait to do it again this, this spring, um, probably pacing it again. And then Al's run I've done almost every year for 20 years, and it's so cool. So I can't cool. pick one, sorry. All right, we'll take those. Uh, favorite running accessory? Right now, I got I splurged on the AirPods, and I love them. They're a game changer. Love it. All right, two more questions. Favorite pre-race pump-up song? Hmm. Um, you know, it, that depends. But right now, I'm like really into Drive By Truckers. They have some really good Drive By Truckers. Music. I'll have to add that to my playlist. And then, last question: One piece of running advice you would like to pass on to new runners? Don't go out too fast and try to do it all in one workout. People, uh, when they when they become runners or want to get into a running routine, they think they have to run a super fast mile. That's not it. You should vary your training. Run fast one day, slow the next day, take the next day off, then come back at it again and be consistent. If you're not consistent, all your training will go down the drain. So don't try to do it in one workout. Do it in 50 workouts. See where it gets you. Consistency, consistency. Well, Tim, thank you, and thank you, everyone, so much. Round of applause for Tim. Thank you.